again with another episode, episode four of Vitamin G Gaming. Also want to shout out to the people who will be listening to this on the audio version through Radio Public. Uh, yeah, Radio Public app that we have. You can listen for free and at the same time support us, uh, Vitamin G Gaming crew. So this week we'll be discussing women's uh so as is as it is women's month we'll be discussing top women characters you know the iconic women character gaming that that we all know we're gonna just debate about who which one's the best and what what uh what we uh finally remember as well as division two which has been recent uh recently released and our thoughts on it. is it the best looter, looter shooter and as gamers and a lot of gaming podcasts, they always we always downgrade or talk a lot of crap about other you know devs and stuff like that. I think it's also on the flip side you got to give praise when praise is due, and I believe we'll be discussing that as well. Master Chief Collection of PC. Who here thought of, who here thought it was going to happen? And it being on it Steam is that an effect? Switch and Epic stopping crossplay. How does this affect Nintendo, guys, and uh, and our thoughts on the panel? And, of course, at the very end of the show, we'll be discussing the Versus, or I call, you know, Gaming Shop, where we talk about shop. So, anyway, before before uh, we start the show, I do, I do want to give an introduction. Firstly, I'm going to shout out my boy, Brandon, or we call him Nubs. Go ahead and do your intro, and uh, what games have you been playing this week? Absolutely. Of course, it's, uh, it's over here, uh, Captain Xbox, Lord Butter Nubs. How y'all doing? Um... As far as what I've been playing, um, I just got my PC up. We out here running Division 2 on that because that was free. Um, I'm trying to actually get past the first mission on DMC5. Like, I bought it and haven't really fucked with it, and then I'm still waiting for Sekiro to come out. So, I'm on the first one for the next couple of months till you. All right, Brandon, you knows, uh, man. You over there botting, man. As soon as you got a PC, that's what happened to you, man. You abandoned, you abandoned the cause. That's what you get. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. I, you know, I, I return it. Of course, the other panel member, much, much uh, herald, but also much hated. My man Kofi, what's going what's on, man? You, you got your, uh, got your bruises, and, and you feeling better this week, man? What you been playing? Man, so everybody, uh, it's Creative Kofi here, uh, Creative underscore Kofi. You can find me on Twitter. Ain't too much going on except for Division 2. I was a huge fan of the first Division, took uh, a chance at Division 2, been playing that uh, a few hours. I mean, I was out of town for most of the weekend, but I got into it, Got um, I'm almost at rank 10. Um, so I haven't had a ton of time, but I'm really enjoying it. On top of that, still sticking with the RPG life, uh, playing Trails of Cold Steel 1. And I'm I'm getting to the end of Chapter 2. So it's still quite a grind for me, but having a great time. Did that, man. All right. And last but not least, we are missing one other panel member. He is coming. He is uh, arriving late, but he will be here. Our, our other Xbox, you know what I mean? Other Team Green, Mr. Farrell, man. Tell everybody what you about again and what you've been playing, man. What's 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 new? Uh yeah, it's your boy Farrell. Um I've been as far as I've been playing, I just got done playing a, a game of Madden before I got on here. Crushed somebody 24 to nothing. Who uh, you? Yeah, who you play? I don't know. Some guy with the Steelers. That nah, always, nah, who always is your team? extra motivation. So uh what else, what was the other question? No, I'm saying, what team did you did you did you use? Oh, I you know I use the Ravens. You know, I'm Baltimore. Oh, okay, 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 all right, that's what's up. Man, rep the home squad. All right, I don't know what he just said. All right, so and of course again, it's me, FC Violent. 
Uh, what have I been playing? I've been playing Division Two. Man, that game is crack, man. And and Apex Legends. We'll we'll get more into Division Two later on in the show. So now that we got the intros out of the way, I want to discuss the weekly gaming news. Uh, and I think we're gonna start start this off with Kofi, man. Explain uh, what's what's new in the Japanese realm, you know, or any you know anime or whatever Japanese. This man right here has has the know the know all. So uh, let let the viewers know what's uh, what's been going on in the the Far East. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with the the biggest highlight from the last week. This happened on the 13th slash the 14th because it was big in Japan. A um, particular actor that we may not know too well who worked on the Yakuza spinoff game that's due to be released here in June was apparently uh, there were reports in Japan that he had been taking some drugs and uh, the authorities in Japan ended up raiding his home and finding out that he had uh, possession of cocaine. He then ended up uh, confessing to these and it kind of put a stunt on the sales of judgment or judge eyes as it goes by in Japan. So the name of the guy is Pierre Taki and he is one of the villains in the story of Judge Eyes. So at the time, it's interesting, I actually went to the live stream of IGN Japan when they first announced that he had uh, been arrested. And all the fans were reporting that the sales of Judge Eyes in Japan became number one on Amazon under gaming. So everybody oh, wow. feels like now that the game has been pulled down that it may uh, be uh, stopped from sales for a long time. I don't know any uh, time frame of when it will go back into sale, but I, I do believe it will be soon. Um, Japan is known for this. Um, they, whenever uh, a particular actor might um, come uh, to do be, to be caught doing an illegal activity, they'll be removed from the game. Uh, so, for example, this same actor, Pierre Taki, voices the Japanese version of Olaf from um, from Frozen. So he will now oh, be wow. replaced for that. And it, it's happened to other actors too. I, I think that the law or I'm not sure if it's more culture-based or law-based law specifically, but when a particular actor is caught with wrongdoing, they're kind of removed from all public-facing projects that I think that they be known for. Um, so it's pretty crazy. Uh, I think uh, over here in the States, we don't really see that as the same thing. We, we kind of appreciate somebody's uh, product without uh necessarily removing them from everywhere but we're kind of in changing times right now even in the west so i thought that was pretty interesting stuff uh, to be honest i so it, it's interesting i had a chance to buy it on sale on the playstation store in japan and then that that this news popped out and now it's removed so i ended up oh, ordering wow. it on ebay for a mm, slightly regrettable jacked up price so i am part of the uh <laughs> the reason why this, this version of the game <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I got a little scout, but I really wanted the game, so I I just took the hit and I ordered it. So it'll be here in uh, a week. Maybe I could talk about it, you know, because it'll be it won't be released until June twenty fifth. So the original release date is June twenty fifth for the United States. We don't know if they're going to end up pushing it back. My thought is um, they may try to remove him from the game, but he's a somewhat significant character that's going to be uh, difficult to do. So I'm not sure what they'll decide. Wow. So so. It so for I guess in the east you can still get it, but you're still not sure whether or not us Western gamers will be able to even access the game. Like 
So right now in the East, if you if it's at physical retail, you can still order it through third-party vendors. Like for instance, Amazon has partnership with some third-party vendors. That's why I ordered my copy. eBay is huge for it right now, uh, the Japanese and Chinese version. Um, but if you want it in the United States, you were going to get it on the 25th. Now, we just don't know. We really don't have anything officially stated from Sega. Wow, or, that's wild. Um, the uh the company that you know makes the yakuza games and this game uh ryuga gotoku which is uh japanese for like a dragon all right man i guess when that comes out in the east or whatever it, once you get close to that day we'll definitely discuss more about that because i actually looked at it that game does look fire and before we continue i do want to give it a shout out to the chat real quick man mm2k man what's, what's up bro sbmg you already know hustle emotive uh man he's been he's man he's been one of my first subscribers bro i appreciate you uh checking out the show please like and share this shit man yajira hanma again welcome back this dude is always always on the show and just a quick preview uh we do plan on doing a patreon and i want to reward these early adopters for rocking with us and and i'll 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 further let you guys know about that as we uh as we go along and as i get closer to 100 subscribers man yo subscribe to the kid man so that way we could get bigger and then you know in return man i'm gonna hook you guys up as well and then also subscribe to the radio uh vitamin g podcast on radio public it is free to subscribe and you're supporting us because youtube for small small youtubers we don't get crap so anyway that's another way to support us anyway <laughs> yujiri hama no xbox slander <laughs> exactly facts anyway so the next the next topic we'll go with man uh pharaoh we got you know the business side of gaming man go ahead man do your stuff bro all right uh so uh to cover what's going on in the business world of gaming uh i'll start off with valve um they're creating their uh, steam link service they're extending it so that um you'll now be able to stream games anywhere at least that's the goal um so you'll be able to download the stream link app and you'll be able to stream games without downloading um it's likely going to be combined with android and ios but right now ios is still blocking uh steam of course um moving on um sony has filed some new patents that look as if they're pointing towards a wireless psvr2 so uh virtual reality new technology probably better graphics um and really the the keynote is that it's going to be wireless now so it's just going to be that much more convenient for for the gamer um an additional uh sony news sony has filed some uh new trademarks for uh ps4 exclusive wild um and for nintendo um nintendo was reportedly thinking about launching its own gaming phone which really? i don't really see the the value in uh because the switch is already a, a mobile device but I guess uh, everyone's phone crazy, so they kind of want to. They're thinking about getting in on it. Um, this is a uh, first to report. It was DigiTimes. Uh, if anyone's looking to look at the report, um, but that's all I have for. Uh, oh, you know what? I forgot some other things. Um, Facebook has also launched a um, a gaming service to compete with uh, Twitch and YouTube. So um, if you look at your new uh, Facebook app there, there's a gaming button uh, on the updated app um, to where you can watch game streams. They're, they're trying to get into that space now. And uh, that's all I had today for the uh, finance portion of gaming. 
right, not a problem, man. I appreciate that, man. And uh, lastly, man, Nubs, man, go ahead and give him the Captain Xbox, the Xbox news that we've been missing in. De definitely need another dose of the Xbox. Let's go, man. All right. So, as we all know, Master Chief Collection is coming to PC. Um, caveat to that is, if you read between the lines, you need Xbox Live to play that on Steam. So, as far as big news, the fact that Xbox Live is going to have some kind of integration with Steam is huge. Microsoft has been really, really pushing, trying to either compete with Steam, replace Steam, trying to get, you know, Steam's part of the market share as far as a PC. So, some kind of collaborative effort between the two is huge and new, to be honest. All right, well, definitely. We'll definitely talk about that. That'll, be the, that'll definitely be the next topic. But my man, CP time again. My man Zero finally came in the building. Uh, go ahead and do your little Nintendo news, and we'll get straight to the topics at hand, man. Go ahead, Zero. Hey, first, uh, introduce yourself. Uh, well, you know, sorry I'm late, of course, but uh, Zero, find me on Nintendo Switch, Zero X386, same for uh, my PlayStation. Um, I jump into it real quick. You know, we got... Uh, Two pieces of Nintendo news I think is pretty important. My most initial one I'm looking forward to, and y'all gave me the blues over before, is uh, VR for Nintendo Labo. Um, I think this is kind of a good move. It is that middle ground between uh, the youth who really don't understand how to do, like who can't afford an Oculus or PSVR, um, and the sort of creativity that Nintendo provides. Uh, that I think, you know, who better than to get kids involved in this who can make the next best system? Hmm. Uh, and of course, uh, we all know we've got uh, crossplay coming with the Nintendo Switch, which I was actually reading earlier, interestingly enough, uh, if you're jumping in solo queues on Fortnite, Switch players will only be match made with mobile phone players. Facts. That's another. That's a topic. We'll definitely get to that as well. Okay. Um, so that is that is the news on the streets. We'll get straight to the topics. First topic, Mr. Nebs already touched upon it about Halo going to MCC and Steam. But before I before I even get to that, man, let's let's do this, man. Kofi, what do you think about that? Did that did that shock? First of all, did that shock you that so, Halo's on Steam, or, or what's your thoughts on it? Um, I. I definitely enjoyed the reaction from inside Xbox's fans because everybody was calling oh, it inside PC. And <laughs> another thing is I was interested in how you guys actually felt about PC gamers constantly hating on the Halo games. Oh, they're not that great. Oh, they're not that great. But you probably heard about their reactions when they heard that those games were coming out on PC. Apparently they had ordered some food for Bungie. I'm sorry, for a 343. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was... Uh, very very funny um but um i think it, in general this goes to my belief that xbox is great taking the service route first let's get our service out here and there and here and there the developers they'll come we'll see how they do but the service a plus okay okay so but let me ask you are you excited for it because you know you're <laughs> on pc too um no <laughs> straight, to, straight to the point man like, like how a pony should anyway man we got we got to counter that nubs man tell this man why this is so great i mean do you not know how long people have been wanting halo on pc outside of the first one 
like pe- people have been begging Microsoft to throw this shit on PC, and it's been like, eh, eh, eh. And they they finally cave in to do that, like just being able to to mod it properly. <laughs> like, can you imagine like Halo Three with mods, or even Halo Two with like real mods? It's not like like you know Red versus Blue type shit. Like the Forge it, is going to be light with the mods, man. The Forge is going to be crazy. I do uh, think you, that the, you, you the tripping, new version of I keep getting told that Reach is the best version of Reach uh, I mean, is my, absolutely the best, the best Halo game. I do have a PC that could you know play these games. If anything, I because Reach is a prequel, right? Storyline wise, it's the first game about the Spartans, right, or something like that. Yeah. Okay, that would be the one I might go. Uh, Combat Evolved, by the way, I love Combat Evolved. That's the the last Halo game I go. This this is really fun. Um, so something that kind of precurses the beginning of Combat Evolved, I, I like it. I, th- that's about it. Besides <laughs> so that, eh. all right, all right. Well, first before we get to the uh, so the other uh, panel, man, I want to give a shout out to the guys coming in. Night music, appreciate it, bro. Uh, Pharaoh's in the chat. Ashton Luca, thank you for coming through. Share this shit, man. Anyway, so it seems like you guys kind of lukewarm about this Halo thing. See how you're not really a Halo fan. Uh, I'm going to give it to Zero because I know you're a Halo fan. What do you think about it going to PC? Do you have a PC? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's good for PC players, but the only reason I'm kind of lukewarm on it is because, like, this is over, like, 20, 10 years in the making. So it's like... It feels like just being tossed a bone. Like, okay, well, here's here's something for you to leave us alone with. Because like people been wanting Halo on PC since day one. You know, it, I mean it took forever for Combat Evolved to come out, and they've never really been optimized well or they've been buggy messes. So it's like, thanks, but I don't know. Do better next time. <laughs> oh wow, you guys are so lukewarm with this, man. Before I say my piece, man, Pharaoh, man, tell the educate these fools, man, these plebs, these console plebs. Oh, uh, I mean, you talking about just uh Halo being on PC? I mean, like, first of all, the excitement level is way too low for a Halo game. This is Halo, all right? This is the number one franchise. Don't don't ever forget. I mean, this- I mean, Halo is a franchise that put Microsoft on the map. Me, personally, I'm not a, a, a first-person guy. When it comes to shooters, I'm more third-person. But, I mean, I think it's big. I mean, anytime you can get your, you know, your keynote uh, franchise out to more and more, you know, people so that they can experience it, I, I think mm-hmm. it's always a big deal. Um, it may not be a big deal to people who have already played it, but yeah. for those who haven't had a chance to experience it, if you're like a... Uh, Kofi here, and you're a PlayStation gamer and a PC gamer, you now have that opportunity. I mean, I think I think it's pretty big. All right, man. Uh, for I have I have to. Oh, hold on, I think I just unmute. There you go. So so Halo, man. Like like everyone has, has already echoed. You know, Halo, Master Chief. There's a lot of people in the PC community community that's been wanting this. Even though some would be would fake and be like, Nah, Halo's trash. Whatever, I'll play my Counter Strike. But if you guys didn't know, since the news, I think it was trending as number one topic over Apex about, you know, that's how much buzz it generated. And like Kofi mentioned about the pizza being sent to 343, people love Halo. And this is not just a regular port like Zero Say. It's not It's not going to be buggy. They're literally remaking the game with PC in mind. So the mod, the mod culture, everything else, man, 
it's it's massive for the PC guys. It might not be massive for us because we've already played it. There's a lot of PC guys that only only play PC games. You know what I mean? They don't they don't touch the console as they say the inferior products. It's like oh that's that's ugly. I can play Halo at 120 frames. You know what I mean? And all that crazy high Unreal like uh, tournament type of gameplay with the speed. It's gonna be it's gonna be bananas. And I'm gonna address the chat. Hustle Motive Eight says all first party titles are coming to Steam. That's a very interesting point. Now I don't necessarily agree with that. I feel like so. I have two theories. Well, one theory on it. I feel like that them putting Halo on Steam is the right move because you got to remember Microsoft's also in the PC realm. They're not in Switch and everything in mobile yet, but as of right now, they're on the console realm and the PC realm. You know, it's it's one. You know, they're, they're combined. So, for the PC realm, how do you get your biggest franchise? the most eyes and most people playing it. You get it on the biggest service, which is Steam, right? It wouldn't make no sense, really, to put it just on a Windows Store. Everyone, a lot of people hate the Windows Store. Yeah, it's it, it's trash. Yeah, it's not great. So by, by having it just exclusively on the Windows Store, you're not going to get as much people's hands on it to play, play Halo on PC and to also rejuvenate the excitement for Halo Infinite, which comes out next year supposedly right supposedly it's supposed to launch next year so for the marketing aspect of it it's genius in my opinion strictly as a gamer not you know the xbox or whatever side so for that for that it's key so, so go ahead. do you think that it'll only be select games from the xbox catalog that'll be on steam uh hmm so I, mean, I guess I guess I guess we'll see whether or not it, it goes that route because Gears Five is coming out. We'll see if this if this if Gears Five goes on Steam. If Gears Five goes on goes on to Steam as well, then I foresee all game all first party games going to Steam as well. Me too. I don't think all first party will go. What I think they'll do is that they'll put some of the classics up there. That'll kind of push you towards getting into the Xbox Live Marketplace more, purchasing you know getting an Xbox. Or you know, getting play anywhere titles and playing them on your PC, whatever it is. But I don't think they're. I don't think they do that. Yeah. See, that's, that's again, man. I, I think because this news came out, everyone's assuming it's going to Steam. Like I said, my theory, just because that was kind of long when I'm just gonna end it. I feel like this is kind of a teaser. It, I mean, it could be. I'm not. I could be wrong. It could be a teaser for the PC guys on Steam to try Halo. The uh, and then like, man, this shit. You know, it, it it's lit. And then Halo Infinite drops, <laughs> and it. It could go either way. It could be like, dang, we have to get the Windows Store because it's only in that. Or it's like, no, or they might be pissed. Be like, you know how they are. It was like, oh, it's not on Steam, so F it. So I'm not exactly sure what, what route to go. I, I guess for business-wise, they might as well just put it on Steam, even though they'll, they don't get, off, you know, the, the cut on the profit won't be, as, uh, won't be as high. But we'll see. I guess it depends on if once they revamp the Windows Store, because suppose you're supposed to revamp it and, and then see if it catches up on time. But if not, then I guess I guess my man is right. Night music was is uh, well, hustle mode might be right that I think the games will be going to Steam, but we'll uh, we'll definitely see. And again, shout out again, Snow Bunny four two six. What's up, bro? And next gen seven twenty. Always hating, but always appreciating. I appreciate it, brother. All right, man. So let's let's get to the next topic. I feel like we got that out of the way, and I'm gonna go straight to zero on this. Switch, Fortnite, Epic. What's going on with? For with with Epic shutting down crossplay, uh, for for uh for the Switch version of Fortnite, what, what do you got to say only, about that, Zero? 
It's only if you join a solo queue. Yeah, it's not, it's not technically shut down. Uh, you know, I think a lot of their concerns were uh, mobile and Switch players are new to this. So they don't have that same experience time playing on the Switch as, as everyone else does on the Xbox, PC, and console. So they've limited it. And it's only just for if you're solo queuing, uh, which I don't know how many people do. You know, Fortnite's a team game. Most people really benefit from that team aspect of it. Um, I rarely ever run solo. Um, so, but Zero, just to play devil's advocate here. So is it not, wouldn't you be mad as a Switch gamer to try to test your test your metal going against the best of the best instead of the mobile gamers, which is like cannon fodder? Like, would you not be mad to be like, man, I, I wanted to test my, my skills on, on these little Joy-Con controllers against the best, but because they're telling me that, no, just just to... Just you know, little kid, you're gonna play with the other little kids. Does that not make you mad as a gamer? I, I actually agree. I, I think it's I think it's short sighted. One because like if you're partnering me with a mobile player, my thought is that I already have the advantage. If they're just pushing the screen on their, uh, you know, on their phone or on their tablet, I already have more of an advantage having an actual handheld uh, controller in my hand. Secondly, like it's not as if you have to play the Switch with the Joy-Cons. There are uh, just regular controllers for the Switch that function just the same as an Xbox or a PlayStation 4 controller. I don't I never the argument that we have to separate and keep it, you know, while uh, they tried to sell that, uh, you know, a while with PC gamers. It's like, oh, well, we would kill you guys in Call of Duty. Fine, but let us just have it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Controller preference, what famously, uh, Daigo from the fighting game community used a PS1 controller and he's the place, you know, he's the Street Fighter God. So give us an opportunity to do better. And of course, we'll be able to do better. I, I agree. It, it feels like it's walling off. And I don't know if it's an epic thing. I can understand it being a Nintendo thing because that's something Nintendo would do. Nah, it. it it is an epic thing. I believe the, the article said it was Epic who initiated because they they noticed that is the, the single player game, the single player Switch gamers are getting destroyed, and they're going to take it upon themselves to 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 help them out. Then, I then feel like just, I, just another mistake, and I think uh, a couple of long lines of mistake that Epic's doing right here. Uh, first and foremost was which made me put down Fortnite almost permanently is the fact that Save the World isn't on the Switch. Oh, wow. And that's absurd because I think that's a perfect game almost designed perfectly for the Switch. I can just be on the go, harvest materials, do whatever I want. Uh, so when, when that happened, I said, I'm done. I'm done with Epic. I'm kind of done with their path on this, and I, I can't do it anymore. All right, wow. man. Good friend. Anyone else disagree or dis agree or disagree with this? Do you do you think Epic is right for uh you know holding hands to the Switch owners and be like, hey, here you go to go into kitty timeout? Or do you Pop feel like this is some some bull right here? Like we should have options as gamers. Give the option for sure. Draw draw distance also matters on the Switch. Like gra like graphical fidelity and resolution do matter. Does matter in shooters. Like absolutely. Okay. Yeah, my, my oh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go uh, my understanding is uh, also it's a it's a frame rate difference for people who are real hardcore, right? That the exactly. Xbox and PlayStation run at sixty frames. I get that. that. That's like at like thirty or on PC, you 
get 100 plus frames like it's it's a tangible advantage true okay Fred. what do you think about this man do you, do you agree with the the rest of the guys or do you think uh, man i think they need to force this because you know everyone knows switch gamers don't know how to play fps games competition you know i don't think they should be putting kitty time out but at the same time i do understand because if you can't compete you can't compete if it's based on just hardware limitations if your hardware is unable to, to keep up with the hardware that you know xbox playstation and pc are allowing you know gamers to enjoy then i can i can understand why it's being done even though i don't agree with it because as a competitor you want to play against the best so i mean it's it's uh it's kind of touchy all right man fair enough i think i think we all agree upon that topic uh well, let me address the chat real quick i got 706 gamer man what's up bro this is apex legends the new king of shooters that facts and another guy fanatic 215 you think apex is going to take down fortnite as a top streaming game what do you guys think panel free free reign i think it was last month yeah or this month it was the top streaming game it might be it's the longevity i i guess that's hard to say it's I think gonna come down to content plain and simple it's gonna come down to what they're putting into the game to get people to come back yeah, and I think maybe how gimmicky they want to be. Like, you know, Fortnite held a whole concert with Marshmallow that pushed a lot of views. Had nothing to do really with the game whatsoever or when Ninja streamed with Drake. Right. Right. Yeah, it definitely has a, the celebrity feel to it. And I think it's yeah. probably more uh, likened to the casual market because uh, you can't. I mean, Apex is great, but it's not really a casual game. You'll get you'll get murked, man. It has like, you know, it's like Halo in a sense. You. Where it's not shoot to kill right away, you have to break the shields, and you know what I mean. You gotta, you gotta maneuver and use abilities. So it's a little bit more hardcore than, than Fortnite. But I, I feel like that does it have the sustain, you know, sustainability and the staying power that Fortnite has. I think if they decide to throw like a Titan mode in there, if they can, if they can get that in there. Yeah, absolutely. I do <laughs> trust respawn as a talented dev. So they I do back on for like me. facts like. They made Modern Warfare too, man. Like, they they have they haven't made a bad shooter. Like, they they just haven't. All right, that's perfect proof. They, I mean, they Titanfall one was good. Albeit it was only on you know Xbox and PC. Titanfall two was underrated because EA decided to fuck them in their uh the in their release scheduling, and then Apex decided to do the same thing to Battlefield. Like, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. I think we killed that. All right, man. So next topic this. This is a topic because it's women. I believe it's Women's Month, right? Women. It's not Women's History Month. Am I am I wrong for saying that? It is Women's History Month. So Women's yeah. History Month, we're gonna do a little special topic, and we're gonna address the top women gaming characters of our lifetimes, and then we're gonna compare it to see who who is the best out of that. So before I go anything, I'm gonna go to the resident Nintendo head. Zero, what do you think, man? Who's the top? You better not say Princess Peach, because if you do, I'm going to mute you for at least a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I actually stepped back from Peach, uh, because uh, that's an easy one, right? Uh, I'm, and, you know, I'm going to treat it a little like how we should at least maybe treat Black History Month. We all know Peach and Samus and the rest, but like we got some unsung characters who really don't always get a lot of play. Um, so I'm going to start off because I'm still Nintendo. So I'll start off with everyone's favorite and probably the best medical professional in the world. And that's uh, Nurse Joy. That's I a mean, good one. 
I mean, who's you know who's better to give you free health care for you and your injured animals? Zero, you on one today, bro? Go ahead, with, man. With a smile on her face and everything, with that chance he's sitting right next to her, and she keeps it together. I would say Officer Jenny, but she don't do nothing. She don't. <laughs> she don't keep it safe. She don't do anything like that. Um, I'll just do three since uh, okay. I have I had a whole list of them. Um, the second one, actually, and this is a more recent one, uh, and I got, had the chance to play the game and absolutely loved it, but uh, Monica from Doki Doki Literature Club. Uh, wow. did, you say, did you say Dookie Dookie? Like, come on, bro. We got <laughs> PG-13, man. You got to keep it. You got to keep it clean, my dude. I'm just you saying. Nintendo, man. man. Come on, now. Don't, don't go rated R, my guy. <laughs> I don't know if any of you have played Literature Club, um, and if you have, you will understand why Monica why I choose her. Um, but if not, I actually don't, I won't even spoil it that much. If you haven't played it, go play it. It's a very unique game. Uh, one of the more unique ones that came out last year. Um, so give it a shot and come back. Tell me what you that think. That game is free, right? It was. Uh, I don't know if anything's changed since then, but yeah, it's normally free. Okay. So your top person is it who again? Just to address the, to the chat and the audio audience. So currently we got Nurse Joy. And then, of course, we've got Monica from Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, and finally, I'm going to pick, which I think is the superior version uh, of an old N64 game, and that's Joanna Dark. Uh, Perfect Dark series. She took everything that was good in Goldeneye and made it better without the cheap odd job and got rid of that. Hey, so, man, odd job, job's the goat. Bring odd job two back. You know, I said, you know, look at Perfect Dark, guns with multiple functions. She was effortless as a spy, very similar. And, you know, a little, she looked like a woman of color. She might not have been, but she definitely was browner than most video game protagonists. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, good shout out to those three who I think sometimes go a little bit underappreciated. All right. So out of those three, who's your number one? If you got to put in the fighting ring for your top female women character for history or women's history month monica monica. <laughs> monica from where again doki doki literature club doki doki literature club man all right <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't played it even if you don't play it just watch it just watch I, it yeah I'll, I'll i'll take your word for it mr labo like fear you'll like that all right, fair enough. All right, we're going to take it that. Pharaoh, man, who is your top women, female gaming character? Before I even, actually, before you answer that, do you guys know who the first women character in video games is? Was it not Miss Pac-Man? Mm-hmm. I was saying Miss Pac-Man. All right, never mind. That was too damn easy. All right, go ahead, man. Go ahead, Pharaoh. <laughs> who do you think is your, who's your top three and who you who would you put in the ring to defend the women's rights and all that who who you got who you backing uh my top female uh video game character uh that's tough i'll give you my three favorites though um okay. Ayabrea, parasite eve all right mm, okay. gosh that's a good choice that's good <laughs> um then i go with uh you know i got i got a special place in my heart for tiffa lockhart you know what i'm saying she helped my man cloud down through the toughest of times even when he cheated on her with air you know <laughs> and, uh, sure. Them niggas ain't nothing, man. Them niggas. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Laura Croft. I think she really pushed the genre forward for female characters, as far as you know, them being single and playable. I, I think she did a lot for uh, for the female character in gaming early in the '90s. All right, that's what's up, man. And before I get to Kofi, because I love letting your ass go last, Nubs, man, who do you think is your the the, the top women gaming character? At least uh, to you. I'm gonna do a top three as well, but I'm gonna order him with my number one. His number mm-hmm. one is is really hard to top. Uh, number three, I am going to give that to Samus, just because she's been around for a long time. I'm surprised Zero didn't say Samus. Samus. Is dope. I, Samus I wanted to say Samus. Samus I myself, wanted to say Samus I, too. Nurse <laughs> Joy. <laughs> that's, all, that's all. Like that's like off the wall type shit. But you know, you can't you can't expect anything less from a Nintendo guy. <laughs> right. But anyway, um, no. Wait, man. Um, Liara from uh, Mass Effect. Oh, good. Ooh. Like okay. she. Regardless of what whatever decision you made, she was in your corner. Period. Like she held you down. <laughs> she's a ride or die character. Huh? She's the ride or die joint. Like if you think about it, she's probably who you should be romancing in the in in Mass Effect one, two, and three because it makes the most sense. Okay. And, and tops, I'm gonna go with Bayonetta. Oh, okay. Yeah, she she she's just so so badass and knows it, yo. Like that 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 confidence is dope. So you and Zero switched, man. So you so you did a new Nintendo guy, see. You just you wanna just take it over, huh? <laughs> nah. Nah, Bay- Bayonetta is dope, yo. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Last but not least, man. Go ahead, Kofi, man. Who is your top? I better not hear not one Sony character, because if I do, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a soundboard where just you just hear ponies just making that pony noise. <laughs> This is a really tough one for me, guys. I, I'm going to go with my, my gut here and lean back on the PS2 era uh, from a franchise called Wild Arms. Wild Arms 3 introduced the first female lead. Uh, her name was Virginia Maxwell. Uh, she was um, the first, uh, I, I think, female lead that uh, faced adversity without... Um, without anybody familiar around her. Basically, mm-hmm. um, it, it surrounded her and three uh, supporting male characters, all of which were strong, all of which were very supportive, but they were all unfamiliar to her when she met them. In the opening scene of this game, all four of these characters end up pointing uh, their firearms at each other because they they happen to be in a, in a standoff where there's no trust between them. And she ends up being the bond that that pushes them all forward. Um, I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off, Cole, but that's a very interesting statement you just said. You said uh, basically supporting characters were males. Usually, yeah. usually that's the opposite. So, and that's a very good point, man. Yeah, so actually, ahead. I can't think of another game that had exactly. no female supporting character for another female, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's huge for me. Uh, number two. Uh, it is also from the RPG era, from the PSP era. I'm always talking about uh, a Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky. Uh, second choice is Estelle Bright. Uh, Estelle Bright is a bracer who lives in the wonderful town of Liberal, and she is um, on a quest to uh, maintain peace in her city. I don't want to go into too many spoilers, but she uh, is uh, an emotional character. She shows how she feels. You know how sometimes... I don't know if this is really like a, a stereotype or not, but you know, sometimes when female characters are overly emotional, people, they could be criticized for being out yeah. of control. I yeah, like right. that Estelle 
uh, speaks her mind. Um, there's a particular uh, uh, annoying character throughout her original trilogy that God, he, he's just so annoying. And she'll just be like, look, if you don't shut up, I'm going to beat you down with my weapon. And I, I love that that honesty. And I don't see that much. Um, she goes, she overgoes one of the most significant character arcs in her trilogy. And um, after her trilogy, she ends up being uh, cameoed in uh, some of the other games like I spoke about last week. So you kind of see this full circle of her. I, I can't think of many RPGs where you see a character more than for more than four different games and that's really awesome uh to see that evolution um number th i don't think i have a three i think i'm okay really? just come on kovi you're missing one of the more important ones <sighs> i'm surprised you're not mentioning any sony ones like that's that's surprising so i i Sony. i am in the middle I'm... of playing uh well now that divisions come out, it's kind of changed things. But I'm in the middle of Horizon. I'm in the middle of Detroit, right? And I'm in the middle of um, Lost Legacy. So I want to reserve my judgment. But I I really like Chloe. Oh man, I love Chloe from Uncharted too. Uh, but because I haven't finished her game alone, I can't. I just can't put her on the list just yet. Uh, all right, fair enough, man. That is wild. Pharaoh, did you go? I'd be. I swear, I'd be forgetting you. Yeah, I went. Uh, all right. So I'm still surprised that you. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> if you I see the chat, Yajiro Hanma said, get him off the panel. Like, uh, for, as a Sony guy, tell another Sony guy to get you off the panel. He's that <laughs> hurt that you ain't mentioned that one Sony person. Uh, well, before I say my piece, I'm going to definitely shout out the chat again, man. Uh, Yobi Dren Clown. Bro, I appreciate you coming out again and then checking out the channel. This dude is a real one on Twitter. Definitely follow him. Dude's mad positive. And I get the real Maslin. He's the opposite of what I just said. So, so, but he's cool, man. I appreciate you coming out. All right. So I just want to read a couple of the chats because I asked this question to them. There's a couple of mentions and you guys might uh, disagree. Let's see. They said uh, Shriek or Zelda. Uh, Laura Croft, Jill Valentine. Uh, that have been that have been from uh, 706 Gamer and Hustle Moto said Zelda. Your boy Yajira Hanma been he said Alloy. He, he wrote he wrote Alloy like ten times from Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn. But what and, I've played Alloy is amazing. I just want to be consistent with games I've completed. I think that's uh, there we go. The biggest thing. Elena uh, Fisher is also another big one for me, but she's not a playable character, right? Uh, you still see yeah. her go through an arc where you know she basically closes closes the you know happy ending at the end of Uncharted Three, mm -hmm. and then to see her like when uh, I feel like I'm in the spoiler territory. I don't. Well, it's three old game, right? right? So it's it's okay. old game, man. When she finds out that he's been working with you know some brother that she didn't know about, ah, like she she goes to the range of pissed off. I don't want to talk to you anymore to accepting. For forcefully accepting who Drake is, so I love Elena, but she's not a playable character, really. All so right. that's, that's a little hard. That's, that's why. That's why you said that. And I'm a man. Night music said Chun Li is number one. If you disagree, you need to get that. You know, kicked in the head. Uh, <laughs> let me see here. Fanatic two fifteen. That that's uh. He was on the show the first two shows. My boy Eric. That's Fanatic. He says Catherine from Catherine. That's a good so, choice. That, that is a good a really choice. Good choice. I'm a fraud. I didn't play it, so don't don't at me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let me see, let me see who else we got here. I think, and then, uh, Mr. And really quick, that person yeah. wrote Catherine with a C, right? Because it's two Catherine's. Yes. All right, yes, yes. yes. he wrote yeah. it with a C. <clears throat> wrote it with a C. Uh, let me see. So for me, man, 
women gaming characters that like that that I feel is top and that impacted. I mean, there's a lot of notable ones like Laura Croft, Samus, uh, you know, the OGs. Uh, this is going to surprise y'all. But as a female character, I'm not going to say top three, but I have to give it to definitely Ellie, man. How y'all not say uh, uh, The Last of Us? I was hoping uh, Kofi would get that. <laughs> Ellie, how, how am I doing the Sony job? Like, come on, Kofi. I'm doing your job for you. Bro, right. Ellie, how'd y'all forget her? She is gangster. The Last of Us 2 coming out, it shows how, like, bruh, she's like the stereotypical, like, strong woman. I'm about that life while I, you know, drop an axe on your head. Like, I don't give two Fs while I'm in a ballroom dancing with my woman. Like, bruh. From the beginning. <laughs> I do agree with that. Like, even in the beginning, she wasn't really timid. So no, she was. She was about that life from the from the from the get go. And another one, and I got a you know Pharaoh. Well, actually not. Not even Pharaoh. He didn't really mention that he's a Halo guy. Zero and Brandon. How dare y'all? Y'all know what I'm about to say. I, I know Cortana. Cortana. How y'all game with y'all? Hey, I, nah, I need a fraud when, alert. When, I need when a she fraud started, alert. when she started wilding out, yo, like I I, I had to dead that. She she wild. Hey man, it shows it shows it shows real sides of women. Don't at me. I'm sorry. My girlfriend's in the other corner, the uh, other room. She didn't hear me. But I'm just I saying it shows all real sides of women, man. You gotta you gotta love you gotta love it. Like I always say, choose your poison. Anyway, um, let me let me see here. So those are the two, man. Ellie, uh, Katana, and lastly, that last one for me was hard. While I, while you guys were talking, I, I was trying to like, research and see who would I pick last. Ah, uh, okay. I'm not a big Resident Evil guy, but I'm gonna think I'm gonna go with Resident Evil. That's the, the game on the game on Dreamcast. Yeah, you're talking about Claire Redfield. Yes, her. Claire over Jill. Claire Redfield, man. I think I'm gonna think I'm gonna rock with her. Veronica, though, right? Yeah. Cole Veronica, yes. So I, I think I think I'm gonna go with her. I'm not the biggest Resident Evil guy. I, no, actually, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not going with her. I'm going with when I was a big dead or alive. I had to stay true to my gun. Kasumi, man, that is who I'm going with. As the female character, and yes, I was going to say that's Pharaoh's girl right there. It was mine too for the longest, and she is definitely underrated and is about that life. So that definitely ends. But I mean, we could go on all day because it's, it's actually a lot, a lot of women characters. If you think about it, like just the impact that it has in the video game market, I don't. Would it be crazy to say would it, that the protagonist is is bigger in this realm than it is in the movie? Uh, in movies, or am I am I bugging for saying that? No, I actually, I think you're right. Um, I, I think because sometimes, like somebody like Peach doesn't always get a lot of growth, right. but everybody knows her. As That's opposed true. to like, if you go in movies, we got maybe what Ripley, the bride from Kill Bill. Kill Bill, yeah, it's a big one. Uh, 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 the chick from Underworld. I can't remember her actual Selena. I think is what it is. Yeah, uh, but you know, we just all three. All of us just named three, all oh, different, and we missed like missed uh, a lot. I, so I just missed Cassandra from a Assassin's Creed Odyssey. She is about yeah. that life too. Dang, I can't miss. I missed that one. I mean, and then off the wall ones like Genova from Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, mm -hmm. or the boss mm -hmm. from Metal Gear Snake Eater. Oh, the boss! Oh, oh shit! Yeah. That's a big <laughs> Yo, she was handing out ass with him, Joe. Easily. <laughs> exactly. So that goes to show you, man. Like Women's History Month, 
gaming would not be the same without these iconic gaming characters. Despite some of the dudes on on, I don't know if you guys go online. There's some spooky behavior talking about you know why why do we need to play as women protagonists? Uh, you know, I'm a man. I want to play as a man. Like, bro. Like, why first not? of all, first of all, you need to step out and go to a different you know state. Get out of West Virginia. Shout out to people who live in West Virginia. That's not nothing against y'all. I'm just making a joke. But I'm just saying, like, it's more it's more to life than just playing as a guy. You see, see, see different point of views and perspectives. It's, it's dope. Like Ellie, man. Like, anyway, I'm not even. I'm not. I'm an Xbox guy, and I'm looking forward to Last of Us too. And I'm looking forward to playing as Ellie, stomping dudes' heads who want to play as guys. Anyway, as we as we move on to the to our last topic before I get to my versus topic, we're gonna talk about Ubisoft. Now, last I think last couple of shows we were talking crap about Anthem, talking crap about EA. More, more. I guess more importantly, disappointed in those games. But when when good games and good developers either a turn it around or produce a good product, we have to give we have to give props as gamers because there's a lot of buzz and a lot of positivity going on with Division Two. So first of all, have you guys played it? What are your thoughts? And I'm gonna I'm gonna send this one right to who's that? Nubs, man, go ahead. I know you said you got it for PC. So first of all, what do you, what do you think about about the game on PC? Um, and what do you think about this game? Is this the best looter shooter? Um, yes. Compared to Destiny and Anthem right now, absolutely. Just 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 because it's not like I feel like they actually released a finished product. It's I mean, it's loot you loot is plentiful. Like I'm getting that almost borderlands feeling like there's like almost too much loot. Not yeah, that that's a problem. Yeah. I'd rather have too much loot than <laughs> you know, first thing none. I did was expand my backpack. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, I need all that loot. Um, I mean, Destiny's Destiny. I've been turned off of that game since way before like any of the new DLCs came out. Like before Forsaken came out, I had checked out. That's uninstalled. I'm not doing it, not going back. Sorry. Um, Anthem, I personally haven't played that game in like two weeks because uh because they nerfed the loot again. Bruh. They they just like brought loot back or like they're changing like the drop rates back, but like bruh, you were guaranteed like two or three masterworks for finishing a stronghold. Now I'm still getting purples and fucking blues for doing strongholds, you know. Like it's irritating. That goes like, to show you that there's 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 ways to, to do things and there's ways not to do things. I feel like in this market, there's there's other examples of good looter shooters, and they should be able to uh take the division two or division one and see or even or even or even other games like destiny and see how to make a actual good looter shooter but you know i digress I mean, with that but go ahead exactly i mean but the main thing is it's like take anthem for example that's not a competitive game there's no reason to hold loot back period there, there's no wow. there's no pvp there's no advantage nobody has an advantage for having stuff we just want stuff it's like oh. playing Diablo. Like Diablo throws, literally just throws loot at you. Every time you kill something, something is flying out of something. You know what I'm saying? You you gonna get something, whether that's something new or something up. Don't want, don't feel like picking it up. But nine times out of ten, you gonna be getting something. But I, I, you know, I have a theory on that. Do you feel like they're doing that so that you don't beat these uh, these modes quicker because they don't have much content, and the easiest way to beat content or lack of content is these powerful weapons. You can actually no. You can beat you can beat powerful shit with the level one guns. That's a glitch, and it's still in the game. You That's don't wild. even you don't even need rare guns. The the starter weapon. If you start a new loadout and use those starter weapons, they do more damage than high level weapons. It's insane. 
It's, the shit is fundamentally broken. So no, like no, it's it's not even an excuse of oh we want to hold back on content. If I can beat this with with just the starter guns, what you mean? <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. Anyway, we're not talking about Anthem. We over here talking about Division Two. And right, it, it, is it the bro, best looter shooter? It absolutely is. That that that's come out so far. All right, let me like, let me it's go. Polished, it's good. I'm gonna keep rocking with it. Roger that. All right, man. I'm, I'm gonna take this to Pharaoh. Have you played it? I have not played it. Um, bro, what you waiting on, bro? I'm saving my bread, man. I, 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 bought, I bought Jump Force. I bought Resident Evil Two. I've been playing them a little bit. Um, and I'm backlogged, man. I'm backlogged on games. So fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I, I feel you. I'm, I'm horrible, man. I tend to play games and not beat them because it's so many games. I moved on to another game, which is Division Two. But then Shakira comes out soon, and I'm definitely buying that. This is crazy, man. Y'all need to spread this shit out. What were y'all when there was a drought? Yeah, you know I'm, what I mean? I'm buying Sekiro, uh this week too. So you know, I'm just you know, and I know I know Division's gonna come to Game Pass eventually. So I can wait. All right, fair enough. All right, who I think what Zero? Did you have you played this Division Two? Uh, I ha- not only have I played it, uh, I played the beta, um, and that, as we spoke, I actually just downloaded the game. Um, oh, nice! Oh, wow! Because I we saw if you owe me a check. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Let, I'll start off with like good, because the vision so far, what I've seen, I you know did my homework because I'm not going to be caught in the anthem situation or another destiny situation. Um, and so everything I've seen about this game is overwhelmingly positive. And that's a good thing because it looks like Ubisoft and they're, they're really good developers. Um, they paid attention to what worked and what didn't work and really pushed themselves to make sure that this game was proper compared to its competitors. My only problem is, though, is that it feels like if you are a fan of The Division, you got kind of screwed out of here because mm, that's right a good you got good, they dropped it and made you rebuy the division two, which as far as I can tell, or at least as far as I hear or read, it's good, but it's just where the division one had left off at. So it, we're go ahead. I say I still we're still sometimes dealing with not uh, division two is a great game. I'm happy that out of all of these, one of them got it right. Uh, but there's always that cautiousness about what did it take to get it right and at what cost? Like the people who really were into Division One and stuck with it, I feel it's a little bit of a slap in the face. Wow, that okay. Kind of walked away yeah. from them and made them buy another $60 game. But how, okay, well, okay, so that's an interesting point. I was not expecting that, but I'm glad you brought that up. So for fans, you say for fans of Division One, you feel like it's a slap in the face for those those guys well, because yeah. they had to, they had to buy another game. You don't think Division Two is an upgrade on Division One? I, I think it it is an upgrade, but and at least as far as I understand from the Division One, where Division One left off at is only where Division Two starts off at makes it about Division One point five. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Well, that- so so you're not you're not overly that impressed with it then. So I, I am impressed in the sense that like look at what I have to compare it to, right? Like thank you for making a complete game that's interesting. You fit and they fixed a couple of things. Like, you know, one of the hugest problems I had with the division one was you know, all of the enemies were basically bullet sponges. And that's true. 
And because the game is steeped in realism, it's hard to break that. I can shoot at an alien all day long and just be like, well, he can take bullets because that's what he does. I'm shooting at a dude in like a leather jacket with a crowbar. <laughs> and it takes like 20 shots. Yeah. Every single time. Um, no, I don't I don't want to take any props away from the division two. It's a good game. Um, and they did well to come out and make a good game. But you know, just like we were kind of and really we're discussing a lot, I just gotta keep my eye on you and it's like mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna be good. I'm thankful that you came out with something good, but let's not give it over praise for something they probably should have done the first time around. That's a very good point. I, you know what? Now, now that you said that, you make a very good point about, in a way that this is how it's supposed to be. I feel like so you're thinking it's overpraised because the Division One launch was so bad that when we that see a good launch, we think it's like you know like the greatest thing ever. Like, bro, this is how it's supposed to be. Right. This is the standard. So that's a very good point because the last looter shooter launches have been dreadful and division one's launch was dreadful. So that's a very good point. Now I'll definitely add my two cents later. Kofi, man, what do you think about this? I know, I know you've been talking about it. Yeah. I, so I really enjoy, I'll, I'll give a little background. Division one was the first looter shooter I played this generation and I played it at a pace that was giving me enough content where I wasn't disappointed. I think I bought it maybe a, a week after release and I finished the entire campaign by April, right? It came out like, or it was something like early April. At mm. that rate, I was okay with where the content was, right? I remember right when I finished the campaign, it the first DLC uh, became available. Um, so it, it, I guess maybe because I, did, I wasn't on the division wave or I wasn't playing any other looter type games, it felt right. refreshing. I loved the scenery. I loved the snowdrop engine. It, it was very enjoyable. Uh, but I, to Zero's point, when Division 2 was announced, I'm like, oh, this is some bull crap. They doing this. Oh, just rehash and maybe um, add more predatory type uh, features where, you know, oh, don't want to finish Mission 5? Just buy it. You know, things like that. <laughs> I was really worried about that. Um, and as we got closer and closer to release, I think maybe around December, I started, uh, I guess, seeing people's first reactions about how many different set pieces there were in the game. I was like, okay, I like the idea of being, you know, in DC, kind of going around and seeing new mm-hmm. things. Uh, as we also saw from the early beta, I haven't, I haven't even gotten to the mission so far, but I know that there's like a per- particular mission in a planetarium. I thought that was really cool. And then I yeah, hear people good. saying how fun um, some of these missions are becoming. So, I mean, I think Zero is absolutely right. They're getting it right for the first time. And, and, and this second run is not... To me, I feel like Destiny 2 was far less impressive with their second go around. So here's the thing. I played Destiny 2. I did not play Destiny 1. And so when I saw it, just really quick, when I saw the variety of enemies in Destiny 2, I was really impressed until people told me they added almost nothing. (laughs) <laughs> for new enemies between the two games. I was like, what? what and I started to slowly game. see. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is very similar. Where now I see all the content in Division 2, and I like how some of the AI reacts. I hear about how the end game switches up all the missions you've done already with a new faction that you can fight against, with new AIs, or fighting against the Hunters, right? Which I hear have, like, really good AI. So... Uh, I'm like, I'm not very far in the game, by the way. I'm like almost rank 10, uh, but I just really am loving it. I, I'm a sucker for good third-person shooters. So, um, and I guess the this RPG element, you know, doing number damage, it it feels really good. 
I, I, I'll be honest. I gave Division One at the pace I played Division One. I, I gave it like an eight out of ten because it was the first looter shooter I played this right. gen. This one, it's either eight or eight point five. I mean, once again, um, I, I want to hate on Ubisoft. They they came back and knocked down some stuff, man. I'm 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 happy. All right, man. So my take on it, and everyone in the panel has made a lot of good points, especially Zero. Uh, for me, first of all, I was not even big on Division Two. Because I played Division One, it was a boring game. It was empty. Like it, I, I was not, a, I was not a fan. I know some of the true fans stuck with it and then got rewarded after the fact, and that's maybe where Zero's points uh, relied upon. But me, I did it that game a while ago, and then everyone started picking, playing Division Two, and talking about Division Two. I played the beta, and honestly, the beta was like, man, you know what? This first of all, the game is way more open. You know, first it's DC, which is my, you know, my backyard. And that was cool because, like, oh, I, I go here for work. <laughs> like, oh, that's my building. You know, stuff like that is kind of cool. And I feel like, okay, that's going to rub off. That's going to rub off. But then you realize the actual, when you think about looter shooters, you want to explore. There's more exploration done in, like, guess, in the way they set up DC than it was in New York for me. So, like, going through the parts, going through the buildings, the layouts in the buildings are dope. The missions, the structure of the missions are cool. You know what I mean? And really quick, can, can you add a bit about how the uh, the weather comes into like your travel? Have oh, you gone yes. through when the dust storms come through? Yes. You're like, yo, I can't see a dang thing. Dust storms when it's like thunderstorming and, and like the weather effect is crazy. I, I don't, did Division One have that? I don't remember it having, you know, like it was nighttime and I can't see anything. I'm over there getting blasted and destroyed. I think no. they had heavy snowstorms and then regular and no snow, but that was about it. Yeah, I don't remember being completely blind and feeling uncomfortable. Like, I feel like, oh, somebody's going to flank me. Like, I, I just can't see. Right. And, you know, you mentioned a good point about flanking. I'm going to address the chat real quick. Fanatic215 uh, says, the indoor missions are great and they're long as hell. Also, the AI is the best I've seen in any video game. Wow. Mm. They are always moving and flanking. And it's a Yushiro Hama address uh, question to me. Certainly feels this game is represented in the limelight from the beginning when they first show off this game, original Grain Trail. It didn't represent. Uh, I don't know if he was referring to the first one or the second one. And I think Night Music says snow all day for the first one. And 706 Gamer says, FC Violent, add Ninja Blade and Tenchu Z to the wish list. That's that's Kofi's wish list. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I Ninja Blade was cool. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't necessarily disagree. But um, so... About the AI, man, I play, I tried playing this game solo, thinking, you know what, it's a looter shooter. I'm pretty, you know, skilled at games. I was getting destroyed, bro. This game is not easy. It's not an easy game. You have to you have to go in very tactically. So sorry, somebody was saying something. What you say? No, I was saying it was giving you the hands. Bro, I, was, I, was catching, I was catching a fade. I was fading to black. I, I Mul- agree. I remember multiple times. I'm like, yo, I'm not this bad at games, bro. I, I had to start. Le- you know when you you know when you start losing in video games, you have to start leaning forward. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. When you're going against somebody, you start losing. Like, hold on, no, I can't be relaxed. You got, you got to start leaning forward. You know, what I mean, put your hat, put your cap backwards. That's, that's that classic ass catch them. You know, it's serious when you tell exactly. Back. It's serious, bro. I'm like, all right, okay. I, you know, I'm gonna go over there talking shit. Like, why are you always dying? Like, hey, 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 I only, I don't need that ad libbing. But, yeah, I remember but, I was running around not using any of my skills. Like, you know, I have the oh, healing man. turret and I have the uh, deflector shield. I wasn't even using them. I was like, oh yeah, I'm fine. Until I ran into one submission boss. Dude had a mini gun. Yeah. Yes. I was like, oh, this is not playing. Like, I was, you know, going to the end of the the board shooting and like letting them chase me around chase mm. me around until i could kill him 
So I, you ha- you have to go in tactically, even when you go in a group, right? I had a group because we, we were playing uh, that uh, the, the hottest thing when it came to uh, 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 battle royale games, like right. Uh, I forgot what's it called. I forgot, I don't know, the name escapes me. You said the a battle, battle royale. Yeah, the bla- battle royale game that's hot right now. Apex. 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 Yeah. yeah. So we were coming from okay. Apex, which is more aggressive. You got to be aggressive and you know get in their people's face, like the shooting, just rush in. They were doing that in Division Two, and I kept telling, like, bro, you guys gotta find a wall and then shoot from a distance. <laughs> like, you, you try to rush in, you're gonna get, you know, a bat to the face, and you'll die repeatedly. So it was very rough to transition from one game to this game, and the AI, I agree, man. They, they constantly flank it to the point where I'm so paranoid. I'm looking at the map every time. I'm like, okay, okay, are they gonna flank me to the left? Or are they gonna flank me to the right? Like because when they flank you, like in real life, you, you're dead. You know, <laughs> once they get the shot off on you, it's a wrap. Yup. So. I'm early on. I'm level ten, but the the game is fun and challenging, and I think that's what that's what I think differs from Division One. I don't remember it being that challenging going in solo. It was actually pretty easy, and this is in normal mode. Like I don't even have a difficulty option, and it makes you think. So for that, I definitely give kudos to Ubisoft for learning from the first game. And when a developer learns and and takes feedback and makes a game proper you know i feel even even if it's that's how the game should be even regardless we still i feel like we still have to give credit where credit's due and that ubisoft has done a great job and this is this is kind of a a, on a roll for them don't you think i mean we were talking about capcom last show i think ubisoft might be up there what do you guys think man like they they've been on a run they they've been dropping some 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 gems on us lately and I don't know if that's an upper management change or what. Because Ubisoft used to be up oh, another year, another game. Like they ran into that EA Activision problem. Yeah, and AC them, Unity. Them, exactly them stagger like oh not not even AC Unity AC Unity and then right behind that AC Syndicate like like bro y'all just y'all y'all fucked all of that up. Like I, I was so played out on a on Assassin's Creed games. Would you guys think of For Honor or Wildlands? Bro, I love For Honor. That that is, I mean, again, the launch, the launch was trash in that game, but the game is actually fun. Ubisoft, prior to prior to recently, always always made games like they had always had like new IPs and the the thought of their games. Like, man, this is a great idea. Like other yeah. devs don't do this, but their execution was trash. The servers that they used was trash. How you gonna have a fighting game and then have it be peer to peer? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I actually never played Wildlands. Like what do you and in Wildlands, I didn't really play the solo, but the multiplayer in Wildlands is mad fun because it, it reminds me of Ghost Recon. Like oh, it's mad I've, I've Ghost Recon it. runs through my blood. Right, but it, uh, you would love it. It's tactical. Like you can't see anything if you have the right gear on and you gotta approach things tactically with the gadgets they use and for every gadget there's a counter to it. So you sometimes you gotta run in with counters going in if you if you know what the other team has. Because it's like best of three or something like that, right? So it's it's a little bit of chess, a lot lot slower gameplay, but it's rewarding, man. If you're into that tactical Ghost Recon feel, that game has it in abundance, and I feel like that's uh, it's like it's kind of uh, I don't know, it's not it's not well uh, perceived because I don't think many people know, man. That, that multiplayer in Ghost Recon is the truth, and I actually want to uh, go back to it if I can find people playing it by itself isn't fun, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I mean. And then I'm oh, sorry, Mr. Keeman says For Honor now runs on dedicated servers. Yes, it now runs on dedicated servers. <laughs> but when you lose 90% of the population, that's like mm-hmm. that's, that's what that's what Anthem is doing now. Like, bro, you gotta you gotta you gotta think ahead and, and fix 
games before you lose the audience and the monster of gamers. We move on. Don't get it twisted. We'll move on. Especially this month. It's crazy. Exactly. You know I'm still thinking about DMC5, and I can't even get back to that right now. Exactly. Right. When hot games come out, you forget about the ones in the past. It's just unfortunate. That's what it is. You so, know what uh you know what um what game actually does the for honor controls better than for honor? <laughs> What's that? What's that? Smash Brothers? Deliverance. No deliverance. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's the exact same control scheme. <laughs> Only wow. it's fucking first person. That game is so fucking difficult. Oh my god. Yeah, and, and that's terrible because for like, you know, expect to see Anthem on uh the free game of the month, like in about two years or so, probably just like, exactly. That's sure. right. exactly. Exactly. giving it away. Yo, I got the like, I played for honor, I was like, wow, it's great, but like, I got it for free on PlayStation Plus. Well, if know, they if they first three big content packs ain't free, I'm gonna be upset because I mean, I need some payback and some back pay for this pain and suffering <laughs> I've had to endure since March. <laughs> and once again, somebody has to follow Ubisoft. Like, look what they did with the Division 1. They gave them free updates and basically apologized all the way through. Yep. Sorry, they did. We're sorry. But that's a smart way. That's a smart way to, 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 I guess, in a sense, damage control. And then when Division 2 comes out, learn from it. Yep. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And now look all the people talking about it. Division 2 is hotness. I didn't even think I was going to like it because like, I said Division 1. I'm like, man, why am I doing this again? Just throwing, wasting money. I played it. I'm like, this is actually kind of fun. People are like, yo, let's play Apex. I'm like, I kind of I kind of want to get my level higher. <laughs> like, Apex is shit, but like, bro, I'm, you know, I, I kind of need to get my level higher. So it's, shout out to Ubisoft. They're, they've been on a roll. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins was underrated, in my opinion. It's a great game. that It started, it started to uh, peel away from the original Assassin's Creed formula. Then Assassin's, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, another another good game. Now Division Two, man, they've been hitting it out the park, bro. That's, that's three for three lately. I mean, so, even back a little further, the, the two South Park games, which kind of came out of nowhere. Oh yeah, well, oh, yeah, I'd be thinking about those. Yeah, South Park. The first one, a really good RPG. Who like, made that first one? Was that Ubi as well? Did they do the first one? I thought they did both. I mean, no, I know, but who's the developer, man? Now, one of the developers from uh, <coughs> Xbox. Oh, actually, uh, I made, made uh, one of those uh, games. <laughs> because that is a property that struggled to find a good game, to good, find a good anything for a long time. And again, it came out of nowhere to be one of the better RPGs of the year. Yeah, it's on Kofi's list in the, in the bottom middle. I, 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 I suggest it. I mean, you have to deal with South Park, but <laughs> the mechanics are there. Yeah, those guys, man, they're they've got real talent, man. Obsidian, Obsidian. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check out my video on that. Anyway, um, so I think I think we definitely touched upon it, man. Ubisoft is hotness, and uh, before we get to my versus topic, the you know, barbershop talk, y'all hit the like button, man. Share this out. Hit the like button. Download the audio. It's in my description. If you guys want to hear it uh, while you're in the gym and and you know you know when YouTube ain't backing backing your boy, but you know what? We're still gonna you know persevere. So anyway, now to my topics that I have for you guys. Last week was, you know, very, very interesting, surprising, but, you know, logic rules all. And uh, everyone knew Xbox was the most diverse box, even even <laughs> despite Kofi's, uh, uh, you know, differences. So my versus topic for, for, for this week, Western RPG versus JRPG. Which is better? Going to Kofi. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right. 
Western RPGs and JRPGs, uh, I think, to be honest, game, RPGs in general that borrow values from both parties are the best games. And I think the best Western RPG that, in my opinion, blended those two is Witcher 2. There's two key reasons why I think Witcher, I'm sorry, not Witcher 2, Witcher 3. Witcher 3 is a great example of this. Witcher 3 has sharp combat that does not feel clunky. And a number the, the number two reason is it's it's well received in Asian markets. Um, a lot of gamers in Japan voted Witcher 3 as one of the best RPGs of like the last 10 years. Wow, so, really? Japanese gamers? I, I know. I'm shocked. It's like literally the first one. You know, you'll, you'll see things like Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy, Trails. But you see Witcher 3, you're like, wow, it made it. They made it, you know, moving on. Uh. So, <laughs> um, but I, I like that the, there's a strong narrative. Here's the thing. I like story-driven characters. So Gerald um, brings that across, but also gives you the idea or the feeling that you can go out and craft the story that you want based on your decisions when you meet people. Um, I like I like a linear storyline. I like something like uh, Xenogears or Xenosaga, where there's a true intent and a true lasting feeling that you have uh, on what specifically happened. And I think that uh, here's an argument that we can go on. I think that linear storytelling is more impactful than giving you all the tools and saying you could do whatever you want. Because I feel that typically when you're given all of the tools, it ends up something like Mass Effect 3 where you have this huge world with all this potential and then the ending came to nothing. I'll tell you yeah. really quick what I expected to happen from Mass Effect 3. I thought each gamer was going to have a unique enough ending that in a forum people could discuss what they got. Oh, what happened in yours? Some civilization was born that I had never even heard of because my branching storyline was different from yours. And what ultimately happened, maybe it was because of EA, which could go to your point, FC Violent, about Microsoft saving uh, uh, Bioware, is uh, something um, that could uh, help diversify each player's experience, but yet be strong enough in storytelling to be memorable. And I think when you have one path, when you have one way to go, it, it's a much more lasting impression. The writing can be better because you have focus. So I'm leaning towards uh, the, the Japanese market because they, they typically go uh, linear with their storytelling. Not a surprise. Of course, you're going to go JRPG, even though it's the wrong answer. Anyway, Pharaoh, <laughs> what do you think, man? What, the JRPGs versus uh, Western RPGs, which is the better RPG, which is the king of RPGs, and why? Well, I mean, uh, I'm going to have to side with uh, Kofi here on uh, on the more linear experience that JRPGs tend to provide. I do like um, how Western integrate uh, started that open world experience mm -hmm. and gave a little bit more freedom but in, in in a lot of western rpgs they don't really allow you to attach yourself to your main character like you're just kind of playing as him to complete the story but there's no um there's no attachment there's no emotional attachment to that character like most of the characters that i'm attached to emotionally when it comes to rpgs are from japanese rpgs that's just me you know personally Wow, okay. I wasn't expecting that. But let's get some common sense in this group, man. Nubs, <laughs> man. What do you think is the better genre and why? Nubs, Captain Xbox. Is he not there? Yeah, just in general or 
Yeah, bro, you know how this works. This is versus, man. You pick one or you die. I know, I know. Um, well, fuck. <laughs> I love like I love JRPGs, but Western RPGs have been holding my attention more lately. Um, so this is this is why you're on the show. You speak you speak nothing but the truth, good sir. That, that's just, that's right just the wave. Like you can't show me a JRPG that's come out in the past ten years that's better than The Witcher Three. Oh, you can't. It, it it doesn't exist. Period. They, they that was so that's such a well crafted world and just just game like that that that's hard to top. Bro, you I'm, just made you I'm, just made. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for <laughs> I'm excited for Cyberpunk for that same reason. Like this, <sighs> CD Projekt Red is a monster. They are. I'm so I'm I'm happy and I'm sad that they're independent, but like they just do their thing and shit just sells like. They Dang. they they drop straight jewels diamonds every so time. We got, we got two for JRPGs, one for Western RPGs. Zero man, I know you got Pikachu as your cover, but come on, bro, represent the West. Western RPGs, man, which one's better, Western RPGs or Japanese RPGs, and why? This is versus. You pick one or let die. Me, let me just uh, Legend of Dragoon. Super Mario. Okay, I gotta mute this man. Nope, nope, mute him. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep going. I like this. Final Fantasy VI, Xenogears, Xenosaga, Mother 2, Swakeden 2. I don't even have to start in with like Final Fantasy VII or the rest of them. It It is, and Brad made a good point, although I'd make an argument, Persona 5 might be close. The closest thing would get to the right. you You're going to pick any game, but you said Persona 5. I have... I mean, for a JRPG, I hate I hate that game. But the, the, you just the, compare Persona Five to The Witcher Three. My God, don't do this to yourself. We try to make a name. I don't want. I don't want people sending death threats to you. Like, bro, zero. It's like, I'm hey, just, we can't that statement, sir. The games I named not only are some of the best JRPGs. They're some of the best games. Period. Like people to this day are still asking for that. You know, for Nintendo to release Mother. No, and Suikoden Two, man, Suikoden Two crazy for that game. It's probably the best RPG of all time. I mean, what? the story, oh, the story in that game is just absolutely fantastic. I the mean, whole there's, there's, there's a point where you know you you're literally tasked with understanding that you are a child and that you're a leader of this war, and your sister who has been with you since day one is like you are a child. You don't have to do this anymore. We can just go. And you legitimately have the choice to either stay or go. Like, that's something that's paramount. That lasts forever. That is something that you can't recreate. That that emotional feel, that tie. Again, I've, I've said this time and time again, but, you know, Eris dying. One of the you know saddest deaths in video games. And generally it's because you've always been accustomed to nobody really dies. Like, it's it's... It goes maybe Final Fantasy VII and then Halo Reach for the saddest deaths. And at least for Halo Reach, you knew it was coming. You could at least prepare yourself. Yeah, because there's no other way for it to end. You knew. Right. You're like, you knew it was coming. And it still didn't make it any easier. And let me ask uh, the people who agree with Western RPGs, what's a death that really affected you in a Western game? Was it like from an Obsidian game like KOTOR or Mass Effect or... Um. Um, um, for real, if, if we really gonna touch on that, um, what's his name from 
Mass Effect 3. That was his name. Because uh, I was in my fields about that. <laughs> Bro, you, you're stumped right this, now. This, this, ain't, no, this, no, ain't no death more important than Captain Shepard's death, man. Commander? <laughs> oh, shit. Commander <laughs> Shepard. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hold that. Hold that L. <laughs> nah, I'm going to commit Shulakuri, whatever the fuck it's called, man. I'm going to just grab one of my samurai stories. I'm going to end myself. Seppuku. <laughs> Well, I'll actually like expand upon Kofi's and just say, what's what's a moment? It doesn't even have to be a death, but what's like a moment? Uh, Come on, Brandon, I back me up on here, Brad. Come on, man. That's popcorn too. Oh man, did you just leave a chat? No, no, he's here. He's here. I think maybe. All right, so I know what I. We'll have to defend on the Western RPG side because we're getting our ass stopped right now. All this, all these Japanese talk. Anyway, there's only one real winner. There's only one, and it's Western J- Western RPGs. In the past, let's let's do let's do the past. I don't know past. Let's actually let's do this generation. Which RPG is the best RPG this generation? Everyone knows it's The Witcher Three. No RPG has topped that. Okay, let's, let's go back a generation before. Which was the best RPG in that generation, which is the 360 generation? I'll give you an answer. It starts with an M and ends with an E. Well, the first words, Mass Effect. What what game was better than that? Or if you're going to go with uh, Bethesda. You got Skyrim. Oblivion. I could keep going on all day, man. Fallout New Vegas. From uh, your boy, Obsidian, Obsidian Entertainment. For the PC heads, the pillars of eternity. Like, like how how could you say the JRPGs are better? They might have maybe they might have the the like the lasting moments as you say, right? Because it is it is more of a linear game. But why why is it the JRPGs are starting to have their games kind of more open, right? What where's where Enix is going the more open route? Zero mentioned a lot of Final Fantasy games. But their latest games have been more open world. Am I wrong? But they have not worked out for them. I didn't say whether or not it worked or worked out. I'm just saying they they have been adopting Western RPG styles. They're trying to go open world. Oh, you know, more more expansions. And in my man here, uh, Yobi Dren says Mass Effect. Uh, it said Morden for Mass Effect Three got me in my feels when he sacrificed himself. So which, I, I which character? Sorry, Morden. Morden. Okay. And then uh, here's another one said from Yobi as well. He is who is looking forward to Outer Worlds. Who here is looking forward to Outer Worlds on this panel? Uh, Good point. I am. Kofi, Kofi, yeah. you are. Zero. Yeah. Are you looking forward to Outer Worlds? Outer Worlds? Eh, we'll see. That's I'll be honest. I always <laughs> try to get into Western RPGs because they typically are not that impressive to me the last game i really really loved from this generation was by larian uh larian studios uh divinity original sin 2 that's, that's that another game one is criminally underrated really good. divinity or original sins one is good two is even better it, it has that old old dungeons and dragon like old school yeah. feel but you create your own adventure because of it. The reason I think I like that game so much is how the story... I feel like the characters I chose to go with have a real personality. Like, I can spend more time getting closer to them, and then they tell me more about them. I can't remember, but I I recruited the Prince Lizard 
on my team. And he has like all these funny stories about like relationships that he's been in or things that he may be withholding from me, but kind of tells me off in a, in a funny or witty way. That's the type of uh, interaction I'm always looking for. I guess Mass Effect could be like that too. Um, I just, <laughs> I barely gave it a chance. And I forgot Dragon Age as well. So I agree with you guys in, in, in that Japanese RPGs, it makes you care about the character because it's, I mean, I think RPGs in general are heavily story-based. Bioware, before before recently, masters of storytelling, right? With KOTAR, Mass Effect, and, and the like. But hey, with Chrome just locked me out. My, my, my bad, fellas. No, nah, you're good. You're Bye. good. Don't worry, man. I'm holding it down myself, man. I had to, like, you know, get a filibuster until you can come back. I got you. You're, we're back. Now it's, now it's time to the, the tag team. And you got the new avatar showing. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Jap- JRPGs, yeah. They they have characters where you where you where you care about them because they're the sole focus and it's more linear where it's really really heavily focused on the character right. But I feel like with Western RPGs, uh, where they excel as makes they they have characters like you know Commander Shepard. But I feel like the real character is you, the player. You know what I mean? Like there's like branching trees and all the stuff that Western RPGs do, where your decisions really create the story. So I guess it depends on what type of gamer you are. Right. But for me, I'm going to go with Western RPGs because they have been dominating and will continue to dominate. And JRPGs, for just, there's a reason why they say JRPGs are niche niche uh, market. But you don't you don't hear that for the J, uh, Western RPGs unless you're talking about CRPGs, which is a whole different whole different segment. So unfortunately, it seems like we lost this, man. Brad, you got enough. You got anything else to say to to defend the Western RPGs and why why it is better? Mm, they're just not as boring, man. Like it's it's hard for me to get into jarps right now. It it hurts. It I hear hurts me good, to say that. That's a good it, question. It, it really it really hurts me to say that. Like, what's I'm, the la- like, What is the, what is the latest uh, uh, RPGs out of energy have you played? I'm gonna go down the list. Nubs, what's the what's the last RPG you played? RPG period. Uh, yeah, good, yeah. That that's good. Witcher three because I I just finished Mass Effect Andromeda and that was not good. Okay, Kofi. A Legend of Heroes: Trails from Al finished it last week. It's a Vita game or a PSP game, but it was remastered in 2014. But I just Shout finished it like last. This, this man uh, said Vita game. He should automatically be canceled. His vote does not count. God, right. <laughs> not count. Oh my god. <laughs> just best with you. Hey, Pharaoh, man, what's the last good RPG game you played? The last good one I played was uh last one I beat. Was Final Fantasy 15. Did you enjoy that game? I enjoyed it up until they tried to speed me through it. Uh, yep. dang. All right. Zero, your, yours? Pokemon. Huh. That's actually a Which one? one? Which one? Uh, currently, actually, the uh, Eevee or Pikachu. Let's go. Pikachu. Let's go. And uh, <laughs> for me, it would be Witcher 3. Uh, so. All right, I'm gonna give you guys this week, man. You know what? <laughs> I, I didn't think I was gonna. I didn't expect a couple of y'all, y'all, y'all traders to, to switch sides on me, but it's all good. Can't well, win them all, so you got you guys have you guys have the JRPG topic. I, I'll give you that. But lastly, this is this is what we're gonna debate: which RPG game had the most or or the biggest impact in gaming, and why? Zero, go ahead, man. What's the biggest RPG game which impacted the actual industry? Uh that's, that's I got two answers and I just don't know which one to pick. Um 
I, I just gotta go. Well, if we want, yeah, I'm gonna keep it strictly industry. Final Fantasy Seven. It introduced JRPGs to the Western world in a really big way. There, there were those, you know, amongst us who had played six and who argued to death that six is the best, um, or played five, or who were aware of, you know, Square's origins on the with Nintendo. Um, but Final Fantasy is what brought JRPGs and I think helped change, you know, the night the PlayStation 2 lifeline was JRPGs amongst many other games, but that and it's the greatest selling system of all time. Um, you know, it's lifeblood were these little niche off the wall kind of strange uh Japanese role-playing games that the West really weren't that exposed to. And when we got exposed to them, you know, we ate it up. It, you know, it's the it's the Dragon Ball Z of video games. There's always people who knew about it, who watched Astro Boy or Ronin Warriors. But when Dragon Ball Z hit the scene, everyone knew what anime was. And that's the same thing for Final Fantasy VII. Once that hit the scene, everyone, you might not be a huge fan, but you were aware of what this genre was and how it was beginning to shape the industry as a whole. Mm. All right, all right. I, I respect that answer, Pharaoh. Man, what do you think? Which which RPG game changed the industry, and which one had the most impact? A uh, JRPG game that changed the. I industry. said RPG game. I ain't say JRPG. Oh, RPG. <laughs> That's okay. Um, changed the industry. Well, he already said seven. I think. Um, I think. I think ten really pushed envelope too when it first dropped, just with the with the CGI and everything, just really showing off the power of the PlayStation Two at the time. Um, there wasn't really a a real RPG that competed with it back then, but I think it I think it um I think it was pretty big at the time that it dropped. I'm so disappointed. Always gonna be like number one to me. Ah, uh, so disappointed. Of course you would pick. I already know where this is going. I might as well go, Kofi, man. Go ahead and pick your Japanese game, bro. You can't go wrong when you mention Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest set the ground rules for what turn-based gaming should be. And having very granular control over individual characters' choices to give you that rewarding feeling of finally defeating something is something that we obviously still love today because Dragon Quest XI is highly rated, sold well, looks great. Um, did you did you actually like that game though? Because uh, I still haven't played it. I mean, I, I played it, but uh, it's on the uh, it's on the uh, cobweb shelf from here at the moment. You know, it's so funny. My cousin happened to be in Japan for school when it was released, and I ended up wiring him enough money so he could bring it back. So I got to have a physical import copy for my uh, weeb like self. So I did uh, enjoy it a lot. I have not completed it though, uh, but so far it is really really fun. Um, but just speaking to the original uh, influence that it had, all the games, well, okay, a huge portion of the games we enjoy are turn-based. And it really, at least from the Japanese market, came from Dragon Quest. Hmm. All right, so you think Dragon Quest, which which one? Just the first one? Or do you think that game changed the entire industry and had the most impact and will be forever remembered as that game that changed the industry? Are you really, are you really telling me that you're going to go with Dragon Quest Dragon Ball Z cosplay? Are you really going to go with that? <laughs> Let me make an argument for it. The effects of Dragon Quest and the turn-based uh, games 
entered uh, quickly after. Oh, okay, it was like much later. But what I'm saying, trying to say, is that Dragon Quest Influence eventually became the golden age of RPG gaming, the PlayStation One, where we had things like Suikoden that um, Zero mentioned before. There are literally 30 games that came out during the PS One era alone that are are just considered a part of a, of this. It's almost like when you think about 90s hip hop back yeah. in the 90s for the PS1, that influence and all the spinoffs of games that came out after that, it gets people so excited. You know, you see my list here of like things like Lost Odyssey, maybe not mm -hmm. so much for people um, Magna Carta 2 in the bottom right. Um, but the, um, the, the writing and the stories and, and memorable characters, it all uh, had a role from uh, what ultimately started as Dragon Quest. I think the golden era, uh, again, inspired by Dragon Quest in the PlayStation 1 time, ha has speaks a lot to how we game today, for sure. Wow, okay. Dang. All right, well, you, you know, you definitely defended it. Uh, and Dragon Quest, I guess you could say, is the OG. Was Chrono Trigger, Trigger before Dragon Quest? Uh, other way. Um, Trigger Dragon Quest different. Different. Okay, yeah. so all right, all right, I'll give you that. All right, um, let me go with Nubs, man. What do you think is the the rpg game that impacted the industry and had the biggest impact on the rpg market till this day go ahead man <laughs> to this day let's see rpg and i mean that could be for real for real if we really gonna get down to it i mean i'm not sure why why world of warcraft wasn't mentioned in this conversation very good point sir that's a good one because literally <laughs> mmos man <laughs> they were explain, like really explain why why world of warcraft has not only the biggest impact but why do you feel like that game will, will be forever remembered as the one game that other games emulated and had the most impact just because it, it was it's like I don't want to call it the granddaddy of MMOs because you, you got other other shit out there um, as far as in the MMO scene, but it did MMOs. Now I'm not even going to say perfectly, but it made it made it easily accessible to a lot of people. Like it, it changed the scope of like what like you got people literally like making bank off of just leveling up for people like. It changed really how online multiplayer games work, and their expansions. Like when you were paying for fucking expansions, you were getting sizable content. Like we're we're talking way more hours than you actually should have should have gotten for what you paid for it. Um, when it comes to shit like that, instead of getting nickel and dime, they're oh yeah, here's a character skin, here's a one little play area that you're gonna finish in like twenty minutes. Um. I just feel like it brought it also brought a lot of people together, like as far as you know, like getting clans and guilds and factions yeah, so the, and things like that. So that added an, another element to RPG. It added it player. added something you you can't get that from a single player RPG like you know Final Fantasy seven or ten. Um, you can get it in eleven, but again, that's that's an MMO and probably wouldn't have been around if WoW didn't exist. Exactly. That's and a I, that's a that's a very good point. Go ahead, my brother. If you really want to see something. I, I I agree, and I can't believe like we kind of missed it. Uh, we definitely missed it because, like, particularly World of Warcraft, like it was the culture for the while. Like, if you if 
a show like Law and Order, or South South Park famously parodied it. But oh, you know, man, it was a great episode. Yeah, a show like Law and Order or any just like this comes on midday during uh, TBS. If they had a video game and it wasn't a makeshift Halo, it was a makeshift World of Warcraft. Facts. Like it was the face of video gaming for for a very long time. I mean, if you like, oh, the character has to play a game here on this scene. He's going to be playing in uh, some version of World of Warcraft. Whereas, I mean, they had Mr. T in commercials. They finally came out with a movie. You know, it like you got to think even Leroy Jenkins. It was like the almost yeah. like the yeah. little start of memes. You know Good what I'm point. saying? <laughs> it was the oh, culture, shit. and it it ruled supreme. And the games that have come after it are uh, particularly MMOs and up and including Anthem, Destiny. The division the shooters are right all owe some respect or reverence to world of warcraft mm-hmm. do you guys do you guys uh i mean it looks like zero has changed his his opinion well pharaoh well, and uh you know, i'm gonna still stick with seven i hate no now you can't just give it homage and then and then switch it i got i got you live on on camera on direct <laughs> you just switch it so you can't change it now man it's final all right, so Pharaoh and or uh, Kofi, you do you agree with WoW being the, the big daddy of them all, or are you going to stay with your uh, games that are very niche? Dang, yes. <laughs> Dragon Quest, I'm sticking with Dragon Quest. I do want to throw out there, I respect that argument, though. I think um, something that inspired World of Warcraft, you could speak a little bit, a little bit about EverQuest. You was cheating? And- you was looking at the chat? That does not count. <laughs> Where, no, where, EverQuest was kind of the nah, EverQuest was the OG for sure. It was the um, wow. yeah. But yeah, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, man, my <laughs> bad. You, you, no, 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 you're good. You talking about, I, um, about EverQuest was uh, we're going to talk about WoW. We got to talk about EverQuest. oh right. So really quick, I didn't get into WoW, but I was huge into Guild Wars, and I always know Guild Wars is like the this you know I guess much shorter stepchild to WoW. Exactly. Um, Loved Guild Wars 2, though. Put in some 1,900 hours, maybe more than that. Um, it, I love that game. But there's an NPC character named Kilroy Stonekin who, in the first <laughs> Guild Wars who would, at the beginning of one of the later game's quests, would run in and just die. Uh, so the, you guys are right. The influence was real from WoW. It, it was truly crazy. All right, man. I wasn't even going to use WoW because that that is definitely the smoking gun. Um, the biggest game, I think Zero said it best. If you think about shooters with the biggest impact, at least for con, because most most of us the guys are console. That's probably why we forgot about WoW. Um, you would think Halo, right? For shooters, even though there's a lot of shooters on PC, but Halo took the multiplayer and just blew up, man. That's why PC players to this day are, are you know, are, are asking for Halo because of the impact it had on consoles, and it's definitely going to be having a rejuvenation uh, soon and shortly. But the Halo effect, I guess you would say, for PC or even just gaming in general, wow, World of Warcraft was that game. It's it's still that game. There was there was these these verbs that or these uh, word usage that we call you know Halo killers or things of that nature. We had WoW killers. To this day, they 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 still try to kill WoW. World of Warcraft is still going on. Think yeah, about it, that. It's an unstoppable True. juggernaut. Yo. It's still 
till this day is still number one. The, the, the number one MMORPG still with that old ass engine. Yeah, and the, the fact right. exactly. But the fact is, you could also even as a new player jump in, and it's still fresh. If that makes sense. Yeah, because they keep adding content. They, man. they just keep they just keep adding to it. Off off the strength of its celebrity and and its impact in gaming, because looter shooters, things like games like Guild Wars, Final Fantasy, XI, a Japanese RPG, Square Enix. Got into the MMO market and making Final Fantasy XI, which is a great game, which I prefer personally. But they, they wouldn't have made that game if it wasn't for WoW success. Let's be real. To the point where it was like WoW versus Eleven. I was the I was the guy on the trying to defend Eleven. You know, I, for some reason, I like the I like the underdog. But it's WoW. It's always been World of Warcraft, and it still is World of Warcraft, despite what many people who probably are old, you know, over it. But it still mm-hmm. has that that mind share amongst gamers, like how PlayStation has that now. With the console realm but wow has that over the world across the world because there's more more gamers man if you think about it, look at look at the asian markets man they still play it so I, I gotta give it to wow but my game that i was gonna go with because you guys talked a lot about past tense games like older games like final fantasy uh seven what game emulates seven now not i can't think of any well, well what do you mean exactly how it in, I mean, in some we, way I mean, well, I'm talking about, all right, so when, when I say impact, I'm not talking about whether it's bigger or, you know, better game or what we prefer. I'm talking about how, as the generations go on, there's always games that make it, like, for instance, like Destiny, uh, this, uh, Division 2, Anthem, all getting in this looter shooter genre, even though, you know, there was a Diablo before them and, you know, World of Warcraft and stuff like that. I'm talking about how games are still influenced by it. MMOs to this day are still influenced by WoW. You know what I mean? Like there's there's still an influence. Mm-hmm. There's there's like f- fads and trends. WoW's always been the number one MMORPG. Still, like I don't think I don't think you guys realize that, that they still have the most su- subscribers. Yep. Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong in the chat, but I believe they're still number one. No, and then you'll right. you'll be Dren Clown at at, at, at regard to me. There have not been a dent made into wild popularity. I'm baffled by it, to be honest. That's exactly like that's that's crazy. How long has I mean, it been it, going it on? Did, it did start losing subs. It lose like, subs, but that's still number one, though. It's no, still number one, yeah. Like, right. That's that's the crazy part about it. Final Fantasy made two. Final uh, Square Enix dropped two MMOs in that in that span, and WoW's still number one. So that that I mean the impact I mean. So I'm talking about. So you guys mentioned Final Fantasy VII as, as 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 the flag bearer for RPGs. But what game now really impacts it? Like what what game is heavily influenced uh, from Final Fantasy VII? I'm trying to convince some of you guys so we could tilt this and make it one sided. But y'all being I, real hard headed right now. I think it's the y'all being real hard headed. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's the game that's trying to do it because the fact of the matter is JRPGs just really aren't in that heavy right now. Exactly what I mean by impact, right? You just, you just, you just answered it for me. JRPGs are not number one right now. It's the Western RPGs. When WoW ruled as king, like we had a couple, but it wasn't. They wasn't dropping like how Anthem is dropping now or Destiny. Uh, No, that's not. That's not true. There's MMOs every year. Garbage ones. But still, there's still MMOs every year. Still trying to go against the king. I mean, there's still JRPGs coming up. Yeah, but not any. Okay, here's here's, the. I'll, I'll give you an example. Black Desert Online, a pretty big MMO out of Korea. Final Fantasy 11 and 15, or 14 rather, 
you know, coming out. There's more more RPGs coming out. Uh, can't think of the name. They still they stay trying to go after the king, and they get killed every time. Final Fantasy 14 is doing well. It's, I think it's probably top top five. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online is also up there. Uh, we just talked about uh, Guild War. I think Guild Wars Three, I believe. Wars They're two. up there as well. Oh, two. I'm sorry, Guild Wars Two. But it's still wow. World of Warcraft. These these are other games that are that are going against it. And there's gonna be more and more MMOs that come out. And wow, you know, for, from 16 years, almost two decades, are still is still going strong at number one. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about impact, how can you be more of an impact than that? No, correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong. As a matter of fact, it goes to your point. I don't even think we get uh, Skyrim the way we do today without the without wow. No, exactly. Without the influence of JRPGs. You don't think so? How? How? Skyrim? How? Western RPG was even out. That was hot when uh, Final Fantasy VII dropped. Let's see. Seven. What year was that? What year was seven? These were our modern day. What what year was seven? Can you? Uh, when, was, when did Kotar drop? I think it was 96. But I mean, Google's my friend, so I'll check. Yeah. So Final Fantasy yeah. VII dropped in 96 or something? I think 97. I think it dropped Japan. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think uh, when Knights of the Old dropped. Oh, okay, that was a 2003. All right, fair enough. During so, that period. Got a whole no, bunch no, of 2003. Kotar. Yeah, and even then, like, they saw that people were into this RPG format and made a very good one. But yeah, I mean that was that was the era of JRPGs. But I feel like you still think that era is still prevalent to this day. The imp- like again, the key word I use is impact. I I'm not that- asking whether it's better or not. I'm talking about the impact it has in gaming. How could you have an impact if you no longer have one? I think the Western RPGs are the impact prevalent today i think it transitioned into games like the last of us and god of war which are still very much story-driven games mm-hmm. um, where you play the role of a character you just don't do you know all the all the functions of an rpg but all of those cinematic elements that were key within the the jrpg scene has ported their way over to these more action adventure style games but it that wouldn't be there without the impact of JRPGs, I don't think. But the problem with JRPGs is all these all these tropes are stale. You know what I'm saying? They they have not changed. It's still pretty much the exact same shit, regardless I, of which RPG. I'm not, I'm not arguing that, but I'm saying the, the impact that it's had has made its way into other genres. Yeah, right, but th- those other genres have iterated on it and made it kind of like their own. Like you don't play Skyrim and think, "Yeah, this is totally influenced by Japanese." Yeah, I don't. I don't get. Uh, I don't RPG. get that Skyrim. You don't. You don't. You don't get that feeling at all. Like I get that I, feeling. I don't get like the Last of Us and God of War, though, because they How? tell stories. Because so just because they tell stories, like yeah, exactly. So if, if and that's the case, you're saying like Metal Gear Solid was like. Was influenced by by Japanese RPGs? No, Kojima is a, wants to be a filmmaker, but he settled for games. <laughs> it's in it's more influenced by movies than anything, but it, it yeah, tells a story. Yeah. It's a very convoluted story, but it's still a story. Yeah, I'm out to disagree with you on that one. Fair, I, I think it's more because they're trying to get more of a cinematic feel. I, you know, like in a movie, you know what I mean? Like all the they're trying to get cutscenes and stuff like that. It's like directed in a way where it's a video game, but it's it's seen as a movie video game. But Final Fantasy was the first one to really bring out the cutscenes. Final Fantasy Seven, the one that really went hard with cutscenes. That's true. I mean, yeah, that, that's I can't think of a game that really 
did that back then, man. I think maybe a lot of PC guys probably listen to this and be like, man, what the hell? Oh, you know, all these PC games that they're riding off. They but might think of something, I don't know, Fallout it, 2 or something like that. Exactly. exactly. didn't. Like, I, a lot of them had, a lot of them were good. It's not to say that they weren't. But again, it's it's just particularly because it was started a PlayStation era. So everyone was kind of like up in their game when it came to what can we do with these yeah. new systems. Final Fantasy VII was the first one to really go hard on cutscenes. That's that's uh, you know what it is. Like I agree with you guys. I just don't think it has that same impact now. You know what talking, I mean? Well, you brought it into all time impact when you when you yeah. brought the question as opposed to what's having the biggest impact right now to this at, at this very day. Let's and talk think, about one other game that we haven't mentioned that has somewhat an impact i'm curious how you guys feel uh shenmue one ah which is a jrpg as much as i don't care for it hey, hey you have no you cannot you cannot <laughs> big up no shenmue you've been dog you've been trashing that game since since jump street that's another very impactful game that, that game impacted maybe the yakuza series and, and his uh maybe uh Maybe a little bit mix of uh, sleeping dogs, things like that. But that was one of the first Wait a minute, your sound is short. Wow. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Hey man, I'm, I'm gonna have y'all convinced, man. You know what? Like y'all trying to change the narrative. I ain't having that shit. That's for another show. <laughs> this right here, man. Listen, Final Fantasy VII had the impact um, back then, where where it was a was a very cinematic RPG, all bit still turn based. You know what I mean? Where that genre is starting to got you know it's gotten stale over the years. Where Warcraft is still going to to this day, and it will have expansions, and it, it still, still plays exactly the same. Yeah, it's, it's still <laughs> impacting on the game. I'm not even the biggest World of Warcraft guy. I can't stand World of Warcraft, but I got to give it to do. It's it is it is the king. But another game, if you were talking about just strictly just RPGs, it, that future RPGs will have to mimic and or do better would be The Witcher Three. The the side missions alone in that game feel like real missions. How many times have we played RPG games where there's a lot of the side missions just fetch quests? Fetch quests. Exactly. You know they, what I mean? They it's just the same, really good it's job the same out the world. type of game. But because The Witcher 3, none of the none of the quests is tedious because it's a it has story and all that element into one. So from here on out, any other RPG that comes out will be compared to Witcher 3. It is the new Final Fantasy 7, if you think about it. Can I say something a little something about Witcher 3 though that I really want to point out versus other Western RPGs? Witcher 3 is one of the first I want you to debate with me about this. Uh, one of the first Western RPGs that gets combat right, that feels weighty, that feels rewarding. Yeah. Um Oblivion or a Skyrim? Oh, you make me vomit in my mouth. I can't I, stand combat. <laughs> <laughs> the physics in Fallout 3 walking around, I feel like I'm walking on soap or something. Like, ah, oh, it just soap. drives me crazy. But Witcher sweet. 3, all of a sudden, they're like, we want to take combat that feels stylish. Like, not too stylish. Don't go too crazy. Got a little magic here and there. But I like that so much because it, it's a marriage. Like, I don't even want to count them as, as the West. I want to count them as their own place. But you got to count them as West because you don't know what it is, baby. It's West. <laughs> what side do we die? It's like, no. Nah. Um, no, nah, nah, you, you know, you're exactly right. And that's I think that's a lot of... If you if you got fans on the JRPG side, you know, shouting at fans on the Western RPG side, like you said, oh, your combat's so stale. It feels like I, I don't know, like it's not natural. You know, it, it feels like stick figures fighting. And then the J and the Western RPG side shouting over the JRPG side. You like playing with little boys and turn base. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like if it was a <laughs> little boys, and little girls, and 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 then pressing A a hundred million times just to get through the cutscenes. 
that's what you like, you know, going back and forth. Like it's the little little things that each each have. But the king of all that, the king of all that is still wow in Witcher 3. So with that being said, I feel like I don't know. Have I have I convinced y'all? Have have me and Nubs and Zero convinced you guys? <laughs> don't add me to that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh shit. Stay with JRPG. Oh, uh, uh, hey, Kobe, come on, bro. Your integrity's in question. Nah, man. JRPG uh, life. All right, man. Zero. Your last chance, man. Your last chance. JRPG, man. What? It's, oh, you just it's. All these one of the biggest selling games of franchises of all time. What game sold more than World of Warcraft for RPGs? Game individually, I have no. I don't know how much World of Warcraft sold. The question, the answer is a lot. Like a lot. Shout out, shout out to Sir Twenty One Savage. Uh, but uh, Sir Twenty One. Yeah. <laughs> Sir Savage Twenty uh, First or something. Like that. Yeah, exactly. From Buckingham Palace, uh, England. But uh, yeah, so uh, all right, man. It feels like I can't take two L's, man. Y'all gotta have to bend on this one, man. Bend the knee. Everyone knows what the World of Warcraft is that game. This man said, "Bend the knee, yo." It's a great game. I'm not gonna take it away from it. I'm just not gonna put it at number one. About to say last time I checked, I mean, I you don't have blonde hair and three dragons. Well, two now. All right, man. Listen, I, 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 I see what's going on. There's some collusion going on. After after Kofi took that L last week, he's going to go ahead and talk to your boys on the back. Like, hey, we got to stick together. Farrell, no, you on the Xbox side, but I need, you to, I need you to rock me today. That's why y'all showed up late in the chat. Y'all ain't slick, but it's all good, man. I guess we're going to have to end the show with that. I mean, I, both my topics I, I lost in, but it's all good. I'll let the chat decide. With that chat, oh, violent and uh, violent and numbers was making a good point. Yeah, we should win. <laughs> oh man, if you guys didn't read the chat, it's, it's delayed. So, anyway, that means we really won, and I'm gonna end the show with that. So, anyway, so let's do that. Let's do the outro. And before we do the outro, I want to first thank the chat. I appreciate you guys uh, uh, following along, and in the audio version, I, I appreciate you guys listening. Please share. Please like, please subscribe. I want to get this channel. I want this channel to grow. And I definitely will want to give back to the early adopters as well, because you guys uh, fuel the show and we'll be in touch with that in the future. So first, like I said, like, please hit the like button, please, man. Smack that backhand, that like button, share, share the shit out and comment in the video below uh, afterwards when the show ends. If you disagree and you really, really know that World of Warcraft is the GOAT and Western RPGs is the best because everyone know, everyone should know that and we'll definitely address that next week. So I'm going to shout out the chat again. Snow Bunny 426 Favorite was fun as hell. Yes, sir. He already knows that WR, you know, Western RPGs for life. Night Music. Yo, Cloud was a grown man. Oh, okay. He's talking about you. Nah, nah. Next. <laughs> Yo, be, be Dragon Clown. Favorite was fire. Sir Savage the 21st. Facts. And uh, Snow Bunny for yeah. No, no, again, he's he's <laughs> muted for now. I had him, I had to mute him. Uh, he was supposed to be on my my side, but he wasn't. So Snow <laughs> Snow Bunny four two six says, "Wow, you can't classify as a JRPG nor Washington. Okay, he's also muted. All right, <laughs> <laughs> All right you, you guys, you guys be get out of here, man. Go ahead, zero. Uh, well, first let me just answer your question real quick. Uh, just had to look up something. Don't know how accurate these numbers are, but Warcraft as a whole. Is about ten billion dollars. It's a lot of money. Pokemon as a whole, is, as of twenty seventeen, is about seventy billion dollars. 
This this man po- po- Pokemon. Just saying. I didn't What's even up? include them on any real list, but you ain't, you ain't mentioned Pokemon. You said Final Fantasy VII. You can't add shit late after the fact. I can't defend well, that. The show's about to end. Well, we still got Street Fighter with eleven billion. How Street Fighter RPG? Just make or just make even fun the Wii with twelve billion. Mm. Right. I, you know what? You know what? what? No, I'm, I'm gonna let it go. Um, I just do my outro. <laughs> you know, feel like I got a good W today. That was good. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I got a good W. All right, I'm, I'm, I, hey man, I let y'all have that. No way. Next week, man, I'm gonna rig the questions like crazy. It's like, nah, go ahead. Uh, but hey, man, as always, appreciate it. Always have a good time on here. Uh, great people, great conversation. Uh, you can find me on PlayStation and uh, Nintendo Switch. It's zero X three eighty six. Um, and I just want to give out one last shout out to uh, the true queen for Women's History Month, and she will always be remembered, and that is Princess Peach. Anyone who we bow the knee to, it is Princess Peach. Okay, she can go ahead and go and uh, go and get kidnapped again. That's real. Real women right. Whatever they want. Bounce you need to be rescued by a fat Italian. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> with with a with a a medical mushroom condition. Like, geez. Exactly. Anyway, now that we're talking about Nels, man, do your outro, bro. Where can they find you? Nubs. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Um, so you can find me on Xbox at uh Lord Butter Nubs. Um, I got my Facebook page up. That's uh Nubs Corner. I'm also Nubs Corner on uh YouTube. Twitter, you can find me at uh at Jubei Sensei. I'm also at Jubei Sensei on Instagram as well. Yes, sir. Pharaoh man, what can they find you? Uh hey guys, you can find me on uh on Twitter at Fernando Montero with a zero at the end, on Xbox um at Bizarre Five Thousand, and on PlayStation at Bizarre Five Thousand. And last but not least, man, the resident pony. Mr. I will never bend the knee because he I only know Japanese games and he knows he ain't a real gamer. Anyway, <laughs> Kofi, man, go ahead do your thing, bro. What's going on, guys? Uh, creative at underscore Kofi is my Twitter. Um, I don't really <laughs> post anything of worth there. Still uh, trying to figure out a schedule to translate Famitsu releases twice a month. You can also find me on PlayStation at Maxwell3000 and on Steam, Maxwell3K. I did that, man. And of course, you already know who this is. This is FC Violent, the last Xbox Shogun. But uh, anyway, man, I appreciate the appreciate you guys checking it out. We're going to close the show. It was a great chat, a great panel. And, bro, support us next week. We'll be there again Monday, every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. I'll see you guys later. And remember, man, even if you're playing these whack-ass JRPG games or the greatest of all time, Western RPGs, Just keep it gaming, bro. You already know. Keep it gaming. We out. Peace.